The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. fight anybody you know i'm only getting better just give me the opportunity and i'll, I'll rise up for it by unanimous decision pat sabatini welcome to ufc unfiltered please tell me that's on video i've never been happier i'm made for a fucking podcast that's dangerous! Listen to me, we're out of here. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, Matt, it's good to see you, man. How you doing? Jimmy, you sound not tired, but a little like, did you, what'd you do? You, you got a workout in this morning? I am a little tired. It's funny you say that. And I'm also, my throat's a little... Not sick, but clogged. Like I, I, <clears throat> I get to keep clearing my throat. There's something bugging me, and I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's a little congestion, but I, I don't feel bad. Plus, I did five shows in D.C. this week, so maybe it's just got my throat a little scratchy. Now, when you do these five shows back-to-back, no. Like not balanced One Thursday, off. two Friday, two Saturday. Yeah. When you do two on, on in a day, how much time in between those acts? You do an hour on each show or 50 minutes, and in between – like the shows will start at say seven thirty and nine thirty, so there might be an hour and a half, two hours in between each set. Hour and a half. Is there an adrenaline dump, or you don't even get that anymore? Um, I mean, it feels great when you're done. Not necessarily a dump, um, but it feels great when you're finished. Like I like being done when I'm doing shows. Like there's nothing better than that feeling of walking off when it was a great late show. Because DC was so, the DC Improv is such an amazing club. How many and, people? say 300 it's not huge but the shows were sold out and it was really great um yeah really it's really it's a really nice nice room i think they would actually fit more but the way the room is constructed there's a couple of giant columns in there that they kind of have to seat around jimmy did did any of your, your your loyal fans did they ask about me be honest. I yes. When I walked up, um, I said, uh, "A lot of you may know me as the other half of UFC Unfiltered," and they chanted, "Matt, Matt, Matt," which was great. But it was a seven-minute chant. Jeez, man. Well, listen. You know that makes me happy. Me too. <laughs> but now, did you ever like do the first show and it killed, and then the second show you're like, ah. Or vice versa. Vice versa, yeah. It's in, in every order it can happen where there's a bad show in the picture, I've experienced it. Like uh, the great first show and the lousy second show. And oh, yeah, 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 100%. How often do you, are they both, all right, I'm happy with that? Um, Pretty often because you work in good clubs. Like 
you always wish one was a ah, man that line didn't work or fuck the crowd on the late show on that night seemed like a little tired halfway through check spots will fuck you up like when you're headlining and you're on they have to drop the checks to the, they give the audience the checks certain rooms don't do that um and, they, and no club should do it because then everybody starts looking and paying the bill and it sucks the energy out of the room. They shouldn't do that. That's awful. Yeah, I agree. Oh, and by the way, uh, we have uh, a comedian, Al Faran is on today and uh, Pat Sabatini. What a tremendous win over TJ Laramie. That decision uh, really, really looked great and a great night of fights. And uh, congrats to our pal uh, Bilal Muhammad against Vicente Luque. I mean, that was a dominant performance, man. Like, yeah, I mean, it was precisely the way you... Actually, it was the opposite way where you picked it. I picked it, I think, the right way. You did pick the correct way. I said it would be, I thought, Vicente by decision, and you correctly picked um, uh, Bala Muhammad by decision. Hey, man, I don't want to be a bad winner. Uh, but then again, I did pick Kyle Brajo, uh, Brajo against uh, uh, Gaji Omagajev, and, uh, and you took uh, Gaji... Um, I took Fialo against uh, Baeza, and you took Baeza. So, I mean, I, the rest of the card I got right. <laughs> Great night of fights. All right, let's get Al. Let's get to know Al. Yes, I don't know Al. I don't know him either. I've watched his clips, so he's funny. Oh, I want to see if he does impersonation. Now, I can't ask him if he does. I do really good ones, too. Gonna, do you? Yeah, I do Walken. Who? Christopher Walken. Oh, do Christopher Walken. Ow! Not ow! Possibly. <laughs> Hey, man. Hello. How you doing? How are we, lads? Very How good. are we? How, How are, you? are you, man? <laughs> Not too bad. Now, let me ask you a question. Now, welcome to the show. I'm looking behind you. Are those photos of you with fighters and people you like? Yeah, yeah. The, um, the top one there is Tyson Fury. The middle one there is Ryan Giggs uh, from Manchester United. Andy Cole and Dwight York. With Mike Tyson, Anthony Joshua, and Floyd Mayweather up there. Oh, you got some great ones too. I know yeah. Manchester United. I, I know they're a, a, a soccer team or football team. I, I don't know anything about soccer, but that, I mean it's as big there as the NFL is here. Oh, it's it's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Well, see, I'm based in Ireland, and it's still big over in Ireland. There's a lot of Manchester United and Liverpool fans here, you know. So yeah, it's, it's the Premier League. It's kind of it's also part of my work as well. Uh, watching Man United and they're pretty crap at the moment. How are they? So, <laughs> hey, very, did, how did you meet Tyson? Uh, Tyson Fury. Oh no, Mike. Uh, Mike Tyson. He did a show here about four years ago uh, in a place called the Helix, and um, that, that's actually a funny story because um, we were in the dressing room, and myself and my cousin arrived early, and. Um, Little did we know it was Mike's dressing room, uh, but we thought it was ours. And um, my cousin is a bit of a chancer. So he uh, <laughs> he decided to eat a couple of the snacks there, whatever, the Skittles, M&Ms, <laughs> the, the crisps, their potato <laughs> chips and cans of Diet Coke and everything. And we were there for about an hour and a half. And then um, this kind of guard of honor <laughs> arrived about an hour and a half later and in walks Mike Tyson. Uh, the widest man I've ever seen in my entire life is it's his wit is so yeah. intimidating. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we, we got that, that we got that stare. We got that stare from him. That's all we got. We had not, there was no words, just a stare. And we just left. 
Well, now wait, let me ask, were you on a show with him? Were you yeah. open? Oh, so did you tell him, hey, I'm, the, I'm up first, I didn't know this was your room, or you just walked out? Uh, I just walked out. <laughs> and then a couple of hours later, the MC, because um, there was a live feed for the show in the dressing room, so he was watching it. And the MC um, asked him, he said, oh, did you, did you see the young man doing the impression of you? Um, earlier on in the show, and he said, yeah, yeah, I did. I thought it was very good. I thought, you know, I, I thought it was quite, you know, humorous, you know, so. <laughs> that's a great new Tyson, too. That's a great <laughs> updated, that's how Mike talks now. <laughs> and, 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 like, it's like a lot of guys who will do Pacino or, or Robin Williams, they'll do like older versions, and, but I yeah. love the, uh, the updated version. That's a great updated Tyson. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. It's kind of it's it's how he sounds in his podcast as well, because he was on with Joe the other day, and and that's what it's like, you know. It's, it's very it's very calm, and I believe, you know, what when he was doing the show, he just launched his new his new weed farm, you know, in Nevada, and he was all about that. The branding was all for that, even though weed is illegal in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, great. That's fucking great. <laughs> You know, I just saw a thing, and it makes a lot of sense, and I never thought about this before. I saw a special, it was Al Pacino, So I heard you do Al Pacino. Yeah. And it was Al Pacino talking about his, his role in the movie uh, Heat. And he said, yeah. look, he goes, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but the character used to, like, do little chips off of cocaine. So that, he goes, and they never put that in the movie or anything. They might have took it out where he would do that. Yeah. But he goes... But that explains some of my scenes. And then they went into him talking about how she has a great ass. And, yeah. You know what I mean? It makes sense, doesn't it, Jimmy? Yes, that he was over the top. And it's like, what is Pacino doing? And then you're like, oh, he was supposed to be doing coke. So yeah. that's how a guy who's all coked <laughs> up with that. They took out the cocaine right? part. You, yeah, you, that's you, a shame. you ever see Al Pacino in Heat? Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I think it's an underrated gem. You got any lines from that? Well, I mean, the great ass line. You know, I think that's a very important line as well. I think, well, what was the other one? Give me all you got. Give me all you got. <laughs> I tell you, thank God I'm doing this impression before my daughter goes to sleep. Because when I do this, I wake her up all the time. And I get shit for it. <laughs> it's funny too. Like with stand up, it's so hard to do on command. Like impressions, I guess, are a little bit different, but it's so hard when, yeah. when someone says do it. Because uh, I'm so filled with shame all the time that I, anything I would do well, if I, anyone asked me to do it, I'd be like, oh, no. But uh, it's good that you seem comfortable doing it when you, I guess when you do impressions, you kind of have to expect that. Oh, yeah, you did. Well, listen, I've been doing it years, and anyone who just. You just name drop one of the characters that I do and I just I just go from there. And that's how my whole set works. Like, you know, it's me and kind of an MC. And it's kind of like a sit-down interview for half an hour, 35 minutes. Because I've I have done it as a stand-up routine, but you do be forgetting. Fuck. You, you come off stage, you're like, Jesus, I forgot to do him. I forgot to do him. <laughs> you know. So do you work kind of, the states too? I've worked the states a couple of times, yeah. And not not as much as I'd like. I'd love to to work it a little more because I know like the McGregor impression is highly, it's hugely popular in the States, you know, and that's kind of, this is why I'm probably on this podcast because, you know, that was the the launch pad for me, the Conor McGregor one, you know. Are you doing it now? Oh, yeah. no, no, no. But you know it's what I mean? There's a difference, you know what I mean? So I'm talking like this. But then I bring it like that, you know what I mean? I get very intense about who I'm talking and, you know what I mean? It's 100% Jim. You know, there's a lot of people that are doubting me. There's a lot of people that are saying this and that. 
you know, I, I will make that move with the welterweight. 170, I feel, is my weight. I feel a lot more comfortable at that. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, the, the great thing about what I do is I, I just skip the queue, lads. <laughs> do you know what I mean? The rest of them are all learning. I come back and I skip the queue and the company makes billions. Do you know what I mean? So that's it, 100%. That's really good, man. Wow, that had a good impression. And it, it's weird. Sometimes that's how you know someone does great impressions when – you watch them and you're like, oh yeah, that guy actually does do that. Like when you notice things about the actual person that yeah. you didn't notice until you saw the impression of the person. It's the, the inflections, yeah, that you pick up. But the funny thing is, and I say this in every interview, there's only one step to, to learn an, a full-on impression and it's learning the voice because the mannerisms, believe it or not, automatically come with it. You don't realize that you're picking up the, ma- the mannerisms with the voice. You know, it's not a step-by-step process. Well, are you guys different? Like for stand-ups, like who? Just, I mean, you're a stand-up, but you like the the difference with impression is is I've so many different ways I've heard you guys get to things. Like I'm good friends yeah. with Daryl Hammond, and Daryl yeah. talks about seeing colors. Like, oh, he's yeah. a blue or he's an orange. Um, and you talk to Frank Caliendo, who's really great. Ah, the, the ghost. He is an incredible impressionist. Yeah. He, he does them from the back. And he talks about it's for him, it's all the throat and where you hold it in your mouth. Yeah. It's very interesting to listen to all of you guys, how you get to these amazing impressions. Yeah, no, 100%. And you talk like Daryl Hammond as well. I mean, his, his Bill Clinton, it, that was his kind of thing, wasn't it? In, in yeah. the 90s on SNL, his Bill Clinton is incredible. But uh, Frank Caliendo for me, like he's my, he'd be one of my heroes. I think he's, I think he's every impressionist is, you know, they, they consider him their, their hero growing up. He's just, um, he's just a perfectionist. Like just the way he nails the voice down is just incredible. And what do you so think? Witty. Oh, sorry, man. What, what do you think when you're watching like Frank? Cause again, I think all of them are hard when you watch him do it, which is the one you're like, how the fuck did you get there? How did you get that one? Uh, it's, um, is Bush. I've never, yeah. like it's, it's George Bush. There's so many though as well to, to choose from, but it's George Bush in particular is just, it's perfect. It's perfect. There's, a, there's another guy as well, Joe Godet is his name, and he does an Arnie impression. And it's like, it's tone for tone, word for word, absolute perfection. But who's he do? Uh, Arnold. He does a oh, great Arnold. Okay. Like it's not, it's unbelievable. Man, you want to talk about perfection? Hold on, close your eyes, Jimmy. Hit him with the Christopher Walken. He heard it coming oh. in, I think. Okay, here I go. Okay. Okay. Picture, picture who this is. Oh, Matt. Oh. I mean, that, that's that's all I got. Uh, yes, Jim. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I wish I could do them. It's I, I really uh, admire it. And I, w- I wish I was good at it because it's a real skill to have. And when you see somebody doing them, like Bill Hader does Alan Alda, um, and you doing Connor, yeah. like when you see guys doing ones that you don't see every day, it's really, mm. it's, it's, there's nothing I enjoy more. I don't think. But that's one as well. Like the one in particular that I've recently picked up is Woody Harrelson. There's nobody does an impression of Woody no. Harrelson. And it's, I mean, it's great. He, he has a real distinctive voice <laughs> and it's quite slow, but he comes across like a really chilled out guy. And <laughs> I mean, that's what I love about Woody. He's just great. You know, he's chilled. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. Hey, I that's great. Know, I want to know what it's like. Like you're, you're a stand-up comedian in, in, in Ireland. How's that, yeah. how's that come about? Like, I well, mean, 
Is that a, is that a normal thing? I mean, is there a lot of oh, is it popular there to stand up? Yeah, no, there, there's there is there's a massive um, stand up comedy community in, in, in Ireland like there is there's there's a lot of well-known stand-up comedians from Ireland that would have kind of made it big in the UK and um, there'd be the likes of a guy called Dara O'Brien Tommy Tiernan you ever heard of him He's, I know Tommy yeah yeah Tommy Tiernan is like he is the top um oh. comic in, in in the country and has been for such a long time but you know we're a small country in a sense like there's what, what we've a population of five million so all the comics end up over in London. You know, that's that's the next step. You, you know, it's it's to get to the UK and then the UK to the US, potentially. That's kind of the route that that a lot of the, the comics would go in Ireland. Um, in the Apollo and all that, that's, it's, yeah, that, that'd be the scene. Like, it's, it's kind of, it's a stepping stone country in a sense, you know. Oh, the UK is? No, Ar- no Ireland, oh, Ireland would be. Yeah. yeah, you know, Ireland would be domestically a, a stepping stone and then you make it to the UK and that's kind of your career. Sure. I don't think I've ever seen Tommy do stand up. Like, I, I mean, I've seen moments of it, but uh, we've had, I had him on the radio show years ago in, in the morning show in New York a few times. Um, yeah. But I don't think we've ever worked together. I know he was very funny and I know he's really, really a big comic there. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a, he's a big deal over here. Uh, he is hilarious. He's just very, he's very witty. His timing is brilliant, you know, and he, he has his own chat show as well. Um, which is a great concept. He, he doesn't know who the guest is. <laughs> they just bring the guest out and they don't know. Who, he doesn't know who, who they are. <laughs> does he know what they do or does he have to figure it out? He has to figure it out. Wow. I think I've actually heard of that. I just didn't know it was Tommy doing it. That's it's a Tommy, really, yeah. really clever idea. What a great idea for a show. Yeah, every Saturday night. Yeah. Who, who, and he won't, it's not celebrities, right? It's just people. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's celebrities and it's, it's a mix. Yeah, it's, it's a mix of people and, you know, well-known people kind of from the UK and Ireland. Do you know Des Bishop? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I know Des. I see Des yeah. all the time. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Des is great. Des is great. I don't know Des, but hey, let's have some fun now that yeah. out. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy, <laughs> yes, Jimmy, Jimmy, yes, sir. Jimmy, we're going to play along here. Ready? Oh, okay. look, Jimmy. Look who just came into the, the, uh, the room here on, on, on sound Zoom. It's Nate Diaz. <laughs> yeah. Forever, you know, so. I don't give a fuck. Whatever happens, happens, you know. So I just wanted a Connor fight because he's been ducking me for six years. So it's for real, you know. That's it. I don't give a shit. You oh, know? okay. Thank you. Hey, Nate, I think Nate, thank you. Nate, I'm sorry, no man. No, it's, we got it's Robert whatever. De Niro coming in, Nate. We got Robert De Niro coming in. Well, I got to tell you. I got to tell you, you, you look at, uh, you know, Will Smith and the slap a couple of weeks ago. A decent slap, a pretty good. No, he should be ashamed of himself, you know, but it, it's, it was a good slap, you know? <laughs> Mr. De Niro, Mr. De Niro, I'm, oh yeah. my goodness, we got the former president of the United States. We have got Mr. De Niro, I'm sorry. We have Donald Trump coming in. Well, you know, it's a real pleasure, guys. You guys are really fantastic, and I love this show. Me and Dana are wonderful, fantastic friends. I get on so well with Dana. He calls me all the time. I wish he'd play golf at Mar-a-Lago. We really would have a fantastic time. But let me tell you, looking at 2024, it's it's going to be a great success. Thank you, Mr. President. That's no so- problem. Wait, guess what, Matt? We all, we have June Allison. People throw impressions that you don't do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, listen, Jimmy, you brought up that movie. What's your favorite movie? Um, oh, that shit, Magic Mike. We got Matthew McConaughey. Uh, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> What's his name? What's his name again? Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. <laughs> What's his name? Matthew McConaughey. Yes, oh, Matthew. Is, are you considering me to be a Magic Mike 3? Well, that's a mix. I mean, it's a mix to me and, and Sean Connery, of course. You know, so you can try and we can try and blend that a little bit, Miss Moneypenny, you know. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's great. It, it's it's a great movie. A lot of people love it. I mean, they love the topless scenes. It's all for the women. They just love it. It's all right. All right. All right. Very simple. That's it. <laughs> you know, what you do really well, too, besides the voice. It, it, the 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 facial expressions very and, and I sound like somebody's aunt like this is how somebody's aunt talks about impressions <laughs> oh you do the faces but I was watching your face and it really is incredible how you just almost change yeah. there's something about the essence of your face that changes it's not just an impression but like the essence of your face changes and as I said it's so weird the the mannerisms that's like automatic I I I don't like learn that it's weird it's strange. You know, is there anybody you've ever wanted to do that you just couldn't do? Like I always oh, ask impressions. Is there what's, so many? Was there one like Holy Grail that you're like, God, I want to do that one so bad, and I'll never be able to do it? So many. I mean, Will Smith is 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 a tough one. Will Smith's really tough. Uh, I know Jay Farrow does probably the best Will Smith impression. He does, he does he, a great Denzel too. He does a perfect Denzel. Yeah, and um, but now he was a Will Smith's a tough one. Yeah, you know the one what, what I loved. Was uh, when I, I, I saw um, who did Michael Caine, um, Steve Coogan uh, yeah. does an amazing Michael Caine, and I, oh, I know a perfect. lot of people do Michael Caine. But the first time I saw somebody do him, I was like, "Oh my yeah. god, this is just what a great thing to have!" It's perfect. Yeah, it's a brilliant impression he does. So where do you tour mostly? Is it, is it you, you? Do you go to London too, or do you mostly uh, stay in Ireland? It's a it, a lot of it's in the UK. Yeah, I, I'm I'm back and forth from the UK a fair bit. You know, like this week, I'll be at the Fury fight um, and I'll be doing a little bit there with, um, Len I think Lennox Lewis is on, Ricky Hatton is on. It's like a big Fury Fest thing in Wembley. Uh, so, yeah, that, that should be fun. What are I'll you be, doing? Stand up on it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll be doing my wow. You did some big gigs. Yeah. <laughs> and then the night before, I'm, I'm in Manchester on Friday and I'm doing a thing at, with Manchester United with the... Uh, for the X, the X players dinner, annual dinner. Now, have yeah. you done that? Because I'm telling you sports teams dinners. I've only done one. It was two college football teams. Yeah. Miami hurricanes. And, and I think the Ohio State Buckeyes and it was okay, but team mm. dinners are very, very hard. Well, yeah. Do you know, I think the crowd will be a little different. It'll be all the, the former players who are kind of, I suppose they're of a, a different generation. I don't know if it's the same in, in, the, in the US with the NFL. You know, back in kind of the 90s and the, 80, the 80s and 90s with soccer in uh, the UK, there was kind of a drinking culture in a sense, you know. They'd finish up their game and they was straight to the pub and they'd be in the pub for, for days on end, you know. So do you know how to do impressions of, the, I don't know any of the players, but do you do any <laughs> of those guys? Ah, yeah, yeah, a couple of them, yeah. Um, I don't know if they'll be attending though. Roy Keane's one of them. If you ever heard of him, don't know who he is. Yeah, no. is there <laughs> yeah. anything worse than doing an impression for someone who's never heard of the person? <laughs> Fucking, I know it's probably sort of slap me, um, <laughs> but they'll know who he is. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And Sir Alex Ferguson as well. You know him. You got to know no, him. No. Oh, he's the Man United manager. He's he's like the um, 
what was the what was the name of the Bulls manager? The Bulls coach. Oh God. I- and oh, the Phil Lakers Jackson. coach, Phil yeah, Jackson, he, Pat Riley. He's like the Phil Jackson of of soccer. Oh, okay. So yeah. he's kind of revered by everyone, and he's seen yeah. as the guy. He's the guy. Yeah. Now Pele is he still is he still well known in the, in the <laughs> soccer community? He's the only guy. Oh, I know. yeah. No, he is. He is. Yeah. Yeah. He's like he's like a global ambassador for FIFA. Are there guys that are better than him, or it, like yeah, there absolutely. are? Right? He's just the name. Yeah, like he's, if, oh, listen, a brilliant player, but if you look at the best players of all time, I, I'd probably put the likes of Ronaldo and Messi ahead of him. Probably, yeah, I'd say, I'd say he comes third behind Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah, but were they in a movie as good of, as Victory? No, no, absolutely not, Matt. Yes, 100%. Not Who's as good as Victory? that. <laughs> you, you've never seen Victory, Jimmy? Is that with Sylvester Stallone? Yeah. Yes. I don't remember who was in it. Though. I saw the movie and I don't remember Pele who was in it. was in it. Oh. Pele was fucking in it. Yeah. Kicking Pele that upside down famous Pele kick. <laughs> oh. Did he only do that once, Al, or is that like a common thing he did? No, he did it. He scored like a thousand goals, Pele. But how Nobody- many over his head like that? Oh, I'd say he scored plenty over his oh, head. He like he, yeah, like he he played a lot in the Brazilian leagues. And, and now that, that was the question about Pele. He played in the lower, in kind of an easy enough league. So he was never kind of proven in the Spanish, uh, Italian or English leagues. He never played in those leagues. That's why he kind of, oh, he I is one of the greatest of all. Now, when he played in the World Cup, he showed up. You know, he definitely did. He, he, he was the best player in the tournament. But um, that's kind of the big question mark over Pele. Would he have? Would he have played consistently in those leagues? It's like almost, and it's different because steroids are cheating. But it's when they when they look at certain guys. Yeah, but he hit fifty eight home runs. But he was. Would he have done as well without it? They kind of say, would Pele have done as well if he had played in these other leagues? Yeah, yeah, that's the big question mark. My my question is, What's your Mister Pe- No, it's not for you. It's, oh. for, it's for Mister Pesci. I want to know how come there was never a my cousin Vinny too. I don't know what the I don't know. I, don't know. I, asked, I asked the fucking producers. I don't know. What <laughs> I mean, I asked him plenty of times, man. You know, I called him. I said, "When do you make this fucking movie?" Yeah. yeah. Am I allowed to swear on this? Am I okay to do that? Yeah. Yeah, you're you're but okay. I know. Let me tell you, it's a fucking disgrace. I fucking agree with you. I wanted the movie. I wanted it to happen. Is it because Mr. Pesci that Herman Munster died? Maybe something like that. I don't know. I don't know, but possibly. But they, they, they insisted on me doing Lethal Weapon. <laughs> I enjoyed that movie, but I had a bit part in that fucking movie. You know what I mean? I had top building my cousin Vinny. Yeah. Why didn't they make it? People love the fucking movie too much. They fucking wanted it. They cooked the fucking it. thing every time. Why not make a second one? It probably would have been shit, but it would have made a lot of money at the <laughs> box office, like the second Dumb and Dumb. You know what I mean? It would have been shit, but who gives a fuck? That's true, Mr. Pesci. And Mr. Pesci, I'm sorry that my co-host... Didn't know that uh, Herman Munster's name was Fred Gwynn. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Played Herman Munster. That's amazing, man. You're really, you're really good, bro. Yeah, yeah it's really, it's, I'm watching clips. I really enjoy you a lot. <laughs> Cheers, lad. Thanks so much for having me on. When, when and you're going to? Uh, when are you going to London? At Saturday. And where can people watch your stuff? I, I, I Googled around, but is there like a place you'd prefer to send people? Do you have a TikTok do you have a, or Instagram or where? Yeah, I have a, I have a TikTok. My TikTok, Facebook and Instagram is at Al Foran Comedy. And then my, in, my Twitter is at Impressionist Al. 
Um, and then I have a YouTube as well, Alphorn Comedy. So, yeah. I well, do good be, luck yeah. there. It's really good talking to you. And if, you, if you're ever in the States, uh, let us know. We'll do it in studio. I mean, oh, uh, I'd love do you to have plans for here or no? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely plans, you know, it's, it's, it's in my, my aims are to try and get more work in the States in the coming years, because there is a demographic there that, you know, enjoy the content. So most definitely like, you know, I impersonate a lot of the celebrities, a lot of the actors that are right. in stateside, you know, it's, it's kind of my focus. Um, a lot of my Irish impressions are kind of minimal in a sense, um, because, you know, there's a lot more opportunities in, in the US. Sure. <laughs> so that's that's the truth of it. Do you do a Ronnie Drew impression? He's the only <laughs> my favorite Irish singer, Ronnie I Drew. Wish, oh my god, I wish, I wish, I wish. What a man. I'll get back to you on that. Okay. That's, that's a that's a great request. I'll get back to you on that. 100%. All right. well, you're uh, you're a really great man, and uh I'll definitely uh we look forward to you coming here yeah. and good luck in Wembley. That's a tremendous gig, and you're really funny. Oh, thanks a million, lads. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Big fans of both of as well. Thanks so much. Nice to meet Al, you. Al, Al Foran, thank you so much, buddy. Cheers, lads. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. He's really good, man. Yeah, I, I was watching his clips, and I love someone who can do impressions, especially when they do them as well as he does them. So, uh, yeah, it was, that was really fun. We're gonna, hey, Jimmy, we're going to talk about these fights a little bit. I want to. Yes, we do have to talk about the fights. Uh, really quick, though, on the on the prelims, a couple of things that really stand out. Drakkar close. Wow, we haven't seen him for a while, but he came back and he came back in a big way. Yeah. I mean, he looked great versus uh, Brandon. Brandon Jenkins. By the way, how tough is Brandon Jenkins to survive that first round? Uh, and into the second round, I think he was mad that it got stopped, but like, I, but he, he, they had to stop it. Now, I mean, listen, it was a good stoppage, and uh, I'm happy to see Dracar close back. Because, uh, dude, he's, he, he was, you know, even when he fought uh, Benil uh, Donouche, he, was, he had him a little hurt before he got caught himself. So, I mean, he's a beast. And I'm happy to see him back in the mix because he never disappoints. He always brings the fight. And also, by the way, Devin Clark, who headlined that prelims. Incredible. Incredible what? That we found him all looking for a fight? That was incredible, but I mean, oh. he looked great against William Knight. I mean, that was a really great fight. I mean, shit, we have an eye for talent. But the yep. thing is, it's not about us and us no. and talent that, that produces wins in the UFC. But that win over a very tough William Knight. I mean, I like the way Devin was putting it together, man. He knows how to strike the grappling and his shots, his, his control. And, uh, I, I, you know, he's just, he, he knows how to put it together, man. 
And uh, he, he bounced back. His last one, did he win his last one? Or did, is that when he lost? When did he fight Anthony Smith? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember either. But all I know is he's looking good. And uh, I, I was really impressed. I wanted to m- mention one more fight, Matt. Uh, um, uh, Andre uh, Fialu against uh, Miguel Baeza. That round one TKO. Wow, was that a great fight? Um, a couple, of, I think, believe a couple of brutal uppercuts. Um, and I think Baeza looked like he was winning that round. Um, it was close, but I think Baeza was winning that round. And that was a really, uh, that was a beautiful uh, round one stoppage. Hey, man. Yes, I, I agree with you 110%. And, and I'm not enough to skip all over the place. Mm-hmm. But uh, Bilal Muhammad, he had to beat a guy that, that stopped him by, by uh, a knockout. Yeah. That's a lot. I know it's been a while, but you've got a guy that, that there's definitely a guy that's going to take a little space up in your head because you know the guy bested you in the most yep. way. So for him to come back and fight extremely technical and his takedowns were very, they were ex- very well executed and very well, the, the, just the timing on them was really superb. You know, and, and he's shown that with his Wonder Boy fight. But what he's shown even more so, I thought, than the takedowns is his ability to even to, to strike. Like people forget the guy can strike. So he gave he gave enough for for Vincente to worry about and to yeah. keep guessing with the stand up to to make those takedowns come that much easier. So I was impressed, man, you know, because Luke is in that fight. He was trying to stalk him, trying to land his shots. But the striking combined with the timing of those takedowns was just too much with Bilal. Yeah, I thought he won four of the rounds. I mean, maybe he did. I don't remember the final score, but uh, uh, I'm looking it up right now. I thought that he won uh, four of those rounds. I'm trying to see where you can see the actual judges' scores. What's so nice about him having uh, a threat on his feet also, Bilal, is that, uh, you know, when he didn't get a takedown, he, he, he got some beautiful takedowns, but some of them were, were defended and stuffed. He would just reset, walk right back, and just, all right, now we're striking. Now I'm watching my distance. Now I'm working my footwork. And until it's time to go for that takedown again. So he never looked desperate for that takedown. Right, right, right. Even though Luke was trying to stalk him, he never looked like he was running. He was using his, uh, his footwork laterally. And I was, I was impressed. Come on, man. The other guy's a uh, – Luke a beast. Yes, uh, that, that was that was you know he he means business now he wants Colby Covington and I think that would be that'd be great that'd be a fantastic fight because you know they both blended up now they both blended nicely and they both have good luck they both have uh good gas tanks yeah Mohammed you're right he moved so well it was almost like Luke just couldn't get couldn't get set at any point because he was going left and right and he said and I kept I think they kept saying staying on his bike but he really really uh, kept moving. Um, beautifully, and he did not run out of gas at all. Was that Luke is not used to going that deep into fights? Um, when's the last time Vicente had a five rounder, or was that his first? First, like first time in the fourth and fifth round. I don't. I don't it might be. I don't. I don't remember. When's the last time he headlined something? Yeah, but even then, I don't know if he went that deep. Shit, man. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Hold on, but I'll look it up while we're chatting. And that was forty nine forty six. Two of the judges, one said 48 47 from Bilal, but I thought it was even more decisive than that. I thought 49 46 was accurate. Well, what we're looking at, uh, let me tell you about my little, uh, my, my, my week end. Yeah. First time in the fourth round was this fight. Wow. Incredible. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. No, no, that, that's, that's more important than what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just shooting the shit. But uh, we're going to have uh, Pat Sabatini on soon. Yes. So Thursday night, I had a team dinner to celebrate Aljo's win at ease with the team. 
So much fun. Uh, and then right from there, I drove over to my buddy, my black belt buddy, um, a student and pupil for a long time, Frankie Bam Bam Oyegi. And we did a road trip, me and him. We went to, to AC because I had little Edwin fighting. Edwin, right. Edwin Smart, my brother-in-law. And uh, another guy, Pompos, was fighting. And uh, another guy from the team, Charlie Campbell, he won. And Pompos won in, in great fashion. And, uh, and Edwin lost, but, you know, I worked Pompos's corner and Edwin's corner. Pompos was beating this guy. They beat him the first round. Between the second and third round, between the first and second round, the, the round he was on top at half guard, and he was controlling him and, and hitting him once in a while. And in the last ten or so seconds, he unleashed some fury. Right now, look, man, I've been around long enough to see the levels in this shit. He was winning either way. I tell him, Jimmy, you're going to win this fight either way. Now, how do you want to do this? Do you want to win it like this? Because you could you could easily win the way you're winning, the way you're fighting, or Fight the way you fought the last 10 seconds of that last fucking round. Do that right now. Get out there and fucking do that. Put a stamp on this guy. And that's what he did. He went out there and he fucking smalled the guy after that. So good for him. TKO in the second? Yes. He got down, got on top right. of him, beating the shit out of him. So there's that, <laughs> which is great. Sometimes they need a cattle prod. Sure. Because it's easy to, to ride out a win, you know? But he did phenomenal. I'm happy with that. Nice, nice kid from Greece, from Cyprus. Uh, and this other, this, uh, you know, and my, my brother-in-law, Edwin, he fought an undefeated fighter. Forgive me, I don't know his name. It was a Viking, a Viking something rather. And he looked apart. He looked yeah. straight out of fucking cattle cut. He had the fucking Viking hair and he was big and wide. So it was awesome, man. When my brother-in-law fights, it's like fucking, you ever see that movie Pacific Rim with the big robots? For yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you got fucking giants in there. And I'll tell you right now, Edwin lost, but shit, he never fought so well. He, this other guy was undefeated, three or four and oh, whatever it was. Edwin's got to share losses. Edwin's 41 years old. Yeah. He does it more for the fucking love of it, you know? He likes to fight. Hey, he's under sanitation. He's got a job, you know? And uh, so, dude, he was fighting well, keeping his positioning, standing, beating, fighting up the clinch. Second round, Edwin was all over him, taking him down, almost getting a fucking... Uh, uh, Kimura, almost got a Kimura from standing. I mean, dude, he was a fucking beast. He was fighting so technical. And then he, he the guy pushed back on bottom and he got him in actually a heel hook. Edwin had the tap. It was his oh. bad knee. So he got caught. But up until then, he never fought so so well. So I am proud of the guy. So and It was amazing, too. You said he's a sanitation guy. Yeah, and, like, yeah. I get so tired. I bitch about an hour in the gym. He works a full-time sanitation job and still finds time to train. Yeah, hey, dude. Some guys, you know, they got to exercise the demons, man. You know what I mean? I mean, that guy's, you know, I'll tell you right now, if I had that guy 15 years ago, I, I, that guy'd have a run in the UFC for sure. Right, right, right. You know, even 10 years ago, because he's athletic as fuck. Now he's having a good time. He's a big dude. I remember that. Yeah, he's big dude, strong dude. Now he's a perp button to me. He's using his, he was passing the guard in there, doing takedowns. It was awesome. But if anybody hassles him in the street, he's prepared. Yeah, I, I believe he'd be ready. <laughs> we already got we already got the routine down with my uh my first my my oldest who's uh thirteen now. But in how many years from now, many maybe hopefully many, when she you know brings a boyfriend home or something, we're gonna meet him at the door like a scene out of Bad Boys. We already got it down. You do. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna tell the kid. I'm gonna be like, whatever you do to her, Uncle Edwin's gonna do to you. Picture picture that now. Picture mm -hmm. that you. All right. You don't want to yeah. write. You round any bay. Uncle Edwin's gonna round those bases with you.
<laughs> okay. Listen. And he's just going to sit there and look at him. So anyway, dude, it's all good. Um, oh, so uh, so then after that, the next day on Saturday, I had what I call the annual Sarah BJJ Jedi gathering. It's all my, you know, as many of my black belts that could make it. And I catch up on their degrees and whatnot. So I had, dude, if you look at my Instagram, I had, I think, 61, 63, 60-something black belts there. I've been teaching for over for the 20, 20 years on Long Island. So I had 60 something black belts there. Oh, nice. You know, we had a nice, you know, we had, we had, we had Umberto's come down, we got by the fucking 16 pies of pizza, some heroes. We had a nice picture. We had the families down there. It was nice, Jimmy. That's her. Look on my Instagram and feel the love, feel the, feel the, uh, the good vibes from that post. I did. I saw your, uh, your photos. I, I, uh, I see a lot of your, uh, I watch all your jujitsu clips. Too. Now, now I'm going to go through it and see if you got a like, if you didn't give me a like, then that means you just saw it and just got off it. So no, I was waiting for a love button because I love something. <laughs> Listen, we got Pat coming on in a couple seconds. I think so, yeah. Uh, Jarzinho Rosenstrike, Alexander Volkov, fight night on June 4th. That's a good fight. That's a really, really good fight. Two days after my birthday? Um, yes, that's why they're doing that. June 2nd, Jimmy. June 2nd is my birthday. Are we going to celebrate or anything? Absolutely. Maybe get together? Yeah, I, mean, I was going to celebrate separately. <laughs> So every year, every year on your birthday, I like to get blown. I'm sorry. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely celebrating separately. Listen, Jimmy. Yes. Right. I mean, listen, go ahead. Keep, keep plugging away. Uh, Usman said uh, he thinks uh, Kamzat Shmaev got a little caught up in his own hype before 273, and he absolutely sees holes in his game. And Usman is the betting favorite, I guess. And, and he should be the betting favorite. He's the champion. Um, and he's been a very dominant champion so far. I mean, I don't know what people have to fucking, uh, what does Usman have to do to, to, to get people just to realize he's probably the best fighter right now? This is what I, well, Usman, he's got, listen, what he's got to do, he's got to keep winning. And he's doing that. So I'm not worried about Usman. Nobody's, nobody's going, oh, look at these guys. They'll beat Usman. Usman's a fucking stud. And uh, I don't know. I don't see any sign of him slowing down. What I would like to see, is Kamzat fight Kobe or Bahel Muhammad fight Kamzat? Let's see that. Let's see. I want to see any one of those three. I want to see one of those. I want them to see one of those, that mix. Bilal fight Mo, uh, Kobe. Because you're seeing guys with all of them got, there's different degrees in wrestling, I know. So, you know, I know Bahel might not, Bilal might not have the credentials, but there's also MMA grappling. So, right. wrestling, it's, it's different. You got the cage wrestling and whatnot. So, and they all have, they're all dangerous standing up. They all have great cardio. Okay. Uh, personality wise, that's important too, because it makes it more exciting. I like, I like all three of those matchups. M- mix them up any way you want. Kamzat, Bilal, and, um, and Kobe. I want to see uh, one, one of those guys. Uh, give me one of those for the next fight. I need one of those guys. That's right. Yeah. I, I call a Colby Bilal makes sense too. Cause Bilal also doesn't seem like he would be uncomfortable with Colby shit talking. Yeah. But as far as the, the shit talking, Bilal won't like it. Anyway, listen to me. Um, hi, Jimmy. get that out of your mind, please. No. Did you Dana White is saying, uh, Dana said that maybe Jones Miocic in the summer. Ooh, would I like to see that? Jones, Jones has important two and a half years by that point. It'll be two and a half years. Now, you know what's so oh. interesting about that? What is Jones going to do to Stipe? What the fuck I, do you do to Stipe? Stipe, 
has a great chin, really good at striking, grappling. He's no fucking lemon. He's not no. getting taken down and smoked by Jones. No, he's not. He's got really good jujitsu, man. I, I've seen him at my school. I've seen it firsthand. He's he's a he's a he's a big boy who, who's got a good sprawl and brawl if he wants it. And you wonder, Jones. I, I guess with the oblique kick, maybe. Um, would he be able to keep him back with some of those? Has Stipe faced anyone that was as as damaging on the legs as Jones can be? Maybe. I mean, that that's what I think John would do. Uh, but it's really depressing that he hasn't fought in almost two and a half years. I mean, I know some of it was him moving up to heavyweight, and some of it is the legal stuff. And it's like I just hope he's whatever has got to be fixed. I hope it gets fixed because I, I really miss him fighting. Well, let's get him back, man. Shit, I want to see him fight. I want to see him fighting. Keep him out of trouble too. Get him in the cage. You know what I mean? How old is John Jones now? Um, I'm going to guess 34. Well, now you're just guessing. I am guessing. So, By the way, Poirier hasn't heard anything from the UFC. Believes Connor a fourth fight will be booked. Why? What about him versus Nate Diaz? This, that's Sugar Ray Robinson and Jake LaMotta. We don't need to see the same fight over and over. I would love to see both of these guys fight other people. Me too. You know, but I would also like to see, and I saw it this morning, I'm going to finish watching it after, is the rest of the Batman on HBO Max. It came out today. If I had an applause button, I'd press it. Jimmy, it's so much. What are you looking at? Birds flying? No, I just saw somebody walk by on my terrace. I was making sure. Yeah, but I'm talking to you about the Batman, Jimmy. No, I know, but I thought there might have been a Batman on my terrace. I'm going to see Batman, but I haven't seen it yet. Call Batman. All right, I'll I'll set you up to talk about it. Hold on. Yeah, na 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 Batman. Na 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 na. I pow, zoom, bam. Remember that shit from back in the day? Fucking asshole, Jimmy. Remember that? That was a fun show. It was a fun show. Yes, this is dark. It's got a Nirvana fucking score in it. There, you got the whole thing in the background. It's and he kicks shit out of people. You're gonna do it. It's dark and gloomy. You're gonna love this, man. I'm sure I will. Everyone is saying it's really good. And I actually want to see it, but I don't, I pee so much. I'd probably wait until I could watch at home. I'll tell you, Jimmy, I was up a lot last night. There's no, sorry. I had a, I had bathroom issues all night. You're shitting or peeing? Peeing mostly. But then, and then a little bit. And then if I use the bathroom in the middle of the night I, and it's a number two, I'll, I'll shower because I don't want to feel gross. At I night? At night, I will, if it's bad, like if, it's, if I feel it's like, you know, you do the one or two weight test and you're like, all right, I'm not, I can sit here and clean myself up or I can be really clean and shower and feel really nice and clean. See, that's really different. When I do that, like if I, especially if I have the runs, I pick one sock and I just wrap it around my hand and I use the sock. One wipe, undo it, go right back to bed. So Jimmy, Pat Sabatini. Yes. I had a fantastic fight. Oh, he sure did. I heard some of those, uh, which round, one of those rounds was uh, 10 8. Yeah. Two of them might have been, but it looked like I'm going to guess the second round was 10 8. That because there was more strikes when he had the back than when Aljo had the back with Peter Yon. Aljo definitely could have got a 10 8 for some of those rounds. Because if you were scared of scoring rounds that the other guy, either he won or, or you gave the round when the rounds that, uh, right. that um, Yon won, it's a 10 9 round. So how is it, how are you scoring at the same as when Aljo controlled him from start to finish with, it, with on his back? Right. How is it the same with ten nine with a, with a closer round? Like I don't get it. I can only guess that it, it maybe you're right. Maybe it was uh, different a different judges or b uh, the strikes. I don't know. Something in the way. Ready? Yep. Ooh. Hold on. Something 
in the way. Yep. That's the song. That's the <laughs> yep. Good stuff. <laughs> Jimmy, I don't. I don't. I, when I do hear your your show with um uh, Sam, Sam Roberts, Roberts, I never hear you say it's kind of tough and kind of rough to to, to to get through. Imagine you with me five days a week. With me and Sam only do four days a week but i'll say that this feels like five days so yeah, only two days for an hour oh okay we i i really i mean people want more i know they do i know they do and i'm one of them what about you sure i would all right don't rule it out no I'm not. listen now that this crowd's back can't we do like a nice get together in an intimate setting with all our like closest fans you know what i mean jimmy i would do that a live show maybe for the summer Maybe in Vegas. Let's fucking go. Oh, wait a second. What? I'm getting my knee replaced on June 28th. Oh, then we won't do Vegas. I don't care. Jimmy, I'm going to be a little lemon for a little bit. That's okay. Oh, one of our fans, I want to thank him. I don't know what his name is right now, but he sent me a, uh, a DM. And usually when people send me shit like that with videos, I hardly even click on them because I don't know what the fuck they send to me. But he's like, here's something to make you feel better about your knee. He's a nice guy. Yeah, and it was him, and I think it was his mother. And she's like, "Hello there," and I'm 78, and I got my knees done. I don't know if it made me feel better or worse, but basically, it was a she could do it at 78, and she feels great. Her legs are stronger than I could do it, type of thing. And you can anyway. I'm just trying to. Say, I'm happy you're doing. I think you should do it. I have to. I mean, I'm walking so fucked up lately that I have to do it, dude. And uh, I'm gonna be better for it, Jimmy. Look, I, dude, look, I was on Bisping's podcast the other day and uh, we were talking about the knees again. Because I go, dude, I go, I do look at you. You kind of inspire me because you're, I really, I hear stories about guys rolling on their knees when they get knee done, knees done, it's this and that. But you're actually, I see on your fucking Instagram, and I've been with you, I've seen how you used to walk, but I see you kicking the bag, kicking the bag, I see you running. And then I'm like, do, you, do they recommend that you run on these new legs and it's the new knees? He goes, the way I figure it, he's fucking funny. Yeah. He goes, they got a shelf life of whatever, uh, 15, 20 years or whatever it is. I think I'm going to do what I want for the next nine or so years. And then if they have to do them over type of thing, they have to do them over anyway. But I can live the way I want to live for the next decade. Or so. hey, dude, he, it's kind of, I, I, I mean, listen, I'm not going to be fucking running because it's not my thing. So, but I, it, it is, a, it is. A, a live in the moment type of philosophy he's got there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he's not being really careful with his new knees. That motherfucker's abusing the fuck out of him because he figures they'll just have to go a little quicker. And who knows by technology then? Maybe you'll get fucking bionic legs, you know? Yeah, but I think you're smart to do it. Um, I, I, I think you should. I mean, because your, your quality of life will be better. And it is a new knee. And, you know, you're not going to be throwing a whole lot of kicks, right? You're more on the ground. Yeah, two new knees. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, you know, when I got two new knees, I mean, all together, it's going to be, I don't know, whatever, six months, eight months before I fucking, and then between knees, maybe in like a year, I'll be back to myself and then better. But, hey, man, we'll get through it, Jimmy. What a gathering I had at my school the other day, Jimmy. You enjoyed it. Oh, shit. We had such a good time, man. I have good people around me, Jimmy. I'm very lucky. Yeah, it's nice. I heard Pat Sabatini's coming on the show. I don't know what the rumor is, but um, it's not looking good. Better let us know soon. I'm going to have a talk with his instructor, Daniel Gracie, and say, hey, dude, let's yeah. do some extra push-ups if he's going to make us hang out. On the- well, we'll give him a couple minutes. Sometimes guys mix up the time. It happens. Is he getting a Philly cheesesteak or some shit? Where is this guy? He might be busy. 
All right. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, the Batman just came on HBO, and I can, and I also got a jujitsu school to get to. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely. You have two things that you really need to do. <laughs> I mean, we have so much fun. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, what did you think of those technical decisions? One was an elbow to the back of the head. Um, uh, Barnett uh, lost to uh, Bajai. Uh, and, and also uh, Kyle Barreo uh, over uh, Gaji Omergajiev. Uh, he won over that technical uh, decision for the knee when he was down. Um, I guess in combat, man, guys, I know they say, the Cormier, I think, was saying, how can you say it was not intentional? But I, I don't know, maybe you would speak to it better than me, but when you're fighting, sometimes it just gets away from you. How does that happen? Sometimes, dude, it's blatant, the way uh, Jan did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But other times, the hands down, the hands up, you don't know, man, and you're in the middle of it. So the only one who could really answer that is the guy who threw it. <laughs> you know what I mean? What was the fight, Matt, you might remember, where there, there was a guy with his hands down, and, and it might have been Jones or whoever lifted him a little bit, and then his hands came up and he drilled his knee into his face. I wish I could remember the fight that was, but it was some. Do you know which one I mean? Oh, dude, I don't know, but I do know that Pat Sabatini's done with his Philly cheesesteak. All right. Sorry, Jimmy, I do remember that, though. I don't remember who did it, though. I don't remember it either. There's been a- we'll ask Pat Sabatini. Great win over uh, TJ Laramie. Very, very uh, uh, dominant uh, performance. And uh, it was a 30-26 across the board. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Got you now, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? What's up, Pat? Can't complain. Yo, Matt Sarah. What's up, brother? Yo, man. Yo, you guys are doing something right with my buddy over there, Daniel Gracie. Oh, dude, he's he's the general, brother. Where whatever he says, we do, and it's been it's been going good so far. Listen, man, there's a, there's millions, there's tons, thousands of jujitsu oriented schools, but like, what is it about Daniel Gracie? He doesn't. Because I'll tell you right now, I forgot how many fighters you have in there from his, from his squad, but there's a number of you guys, and you're all having great results. What is going on over there in Philly with you guys, with Daniel Gracie? Man, you know how it is. You know, just uh, nothing different than just normal hard work, a lot of situational live stuff, and, you know, just following Daniel's lead with the jiu-jitsu, Coach John Marquez with the striking. And, you know, we all push each other like a family. It's, it's awesome, you know. <laughs> what, did, what did you think, Pat, to the fight? There was two technical decisions. 
one elbow to the back of the head and one knee to the head, um, both pretty dangerous. Uh, it's odd to see two on the same card. And Matt and I, before you came in, we're trying to figure out, there, there was a fight we're thinking of, maybe you remember it, where somebody had both hands down and the other fighter lifted them and when their hands came off, they drilled the knee up and it looked illegal, but it was totally legal. Do you remember that fight? I actually didn't get to see this fight. Um, was it the heavyweights, maybe? The, the, and well, this fight that I'm describing right now came like weeks or months ago or years ago. I can't remember, but it was a very notable moment. The heavyweights was uh, uh, Martin Budai and Chris Barnett. That was an elbow to the back of the head, like a you know what do they call it? The uh, you know the ten to twelve or the twelve o'clock elbow. I caught, I caught, I think the tail end of that. I was in the back in the locker room. I, I saw it on the screen, but I didn't see the other one. I didn't know that that like something like that happened twice. It's that's rare. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, a, it was a knee to the head. And, we, and the reason I'm asking is too because you had, uh, you, were you happy with? The, you should have been very happy with the judges' decisions, but you said it wasn't your best performance, and I'm surprised to hear you say that. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's sometimes, man. When I go out there. I feel like uh, I'm a slow starter. And then other times I just feel on from the first bell. Um, I feel like uh, feel like this one, I, I didn't really start like waking up until like halfway through that first round. I was a little, made a couple like bad decisions in the moment there, but it's just me just being, you know, self-critical. That's all. I rewatched the fight. You know, I'm, I'm glad, you know, glad everything went the way it did. And, you know, go back to the gym. We fix whatever, you know, we can. And, you know, we get better for the next one. That's all. Now, now Pat, it's your first time on here. We always like to get to know you guys a little better. Uh, I'm here. I'm, I was about to ask about a hobby. And then I started reading about how you became obsessed with fishing. Oh, dude. Yeah, right after this, guess what I'm going to do? <laughs> it's awesome. In Vegas? No, no, no. I'm back home now, man. Oh. Back <laughs> okay. tell, me about, tell me about the fishing now what you just recently got into it so right around the quarantine you know i had like a little bit more time on my hands and um you know my grandpa my dad they had me fishing when i was a little kid i was really into it back then got away from it for like you know other interests and whatnot and then dude it's just become like more of like an obsession and uh than a hobby dude, I, I i love it dude i can't get enough of it not it's such a thrill it's such a thrill. Anytime I go on a trip, like whether it's a trip with the lady, whatever, she's like, "You're bringing the, you're bringing your, uh, you're bringing your pole with you, aren't you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Sneak off any chance I get, get some casts in. It's it's awesome, bro. It's very freeing. It's a good balance. My head off of the MMA. I love it. So let me ask you, I hate fishing because I've never caught anything. I'm a terrible fisherman and uh, I just get frustrated. I always have to shit when I'm fishing. Um, you just kind of, you'll go by yourself and just kind of like zone out and relax. Dude, I'll go, I'll go by myself. An hour turns into two, two, two turns into four. Before you know it, the sun's going down and I, I don't get bored, man. I love it. And what do you, now there's fly fishing. Do you just kind of leave the line in the water or do you like, is there like a, a proactive thing you're doing? Dude, I bring like like uh, three poles, two, three poles with me every time I throw one out with bait, you know, let that sit. I like to work a lure with the other one, but I don't really like fly fishing. Um, maybe I'll give it another chance sometime, but I'm not really into it, but I like lure fishing the best. I don't like fly fishing, any kind of fishing, but I do like a river runs through it with Brad Pitt. Did you ever see that movie? Sorry, Pat. Let's get back to that. Um, that's my ADD kicking in. You know what's great, Pat? I said that. Jimmy didn't even hear. He just looked at me. No, because I've never seen it. And I just know that you love Brad Pitt. It's an old movie. And it's such a good movie. It's a Robert Redford movie. Anyway, 
I don't know. I don't- <laughs> a river runs through it. I'm telling you right now, people are going to chime in on this. They're going to love it. Yeah. But I don't know. People get it. Fighters get into different things that are like, some fighters like the golfing, which I, are you golf or no? No, no, it doesn't hold my interest, man. <laughs> I'll tell you, everybody's different, man. And you like the other fighters do like fishing. And we've heard about that before. And I think it's, you don't get impatient by just waiting there. I mean, I don't know. I, I might, I think I'm a little too ish. No, you know, it's, um, you know, whether I'm catching something or not, it's, it's awesome in different ways, but dude, there's not, there's like, besides like fighting, dude, it's, it's one of those thrills when you have something on the other end of the line, ripping line from your reel, dude, it's, it's, ah, uh, it's just- Now, do you eat what you catch? And like, have you ever gutted a fish? Cause I, I I'm such a fucking fruit that when I'm in a, <laughs> uh, when I'm in a, uh, a restaurant, if they don't take all the bones out, I'm afraid I'm going to choke to death. Uh, you know, I'll catch what I keep sometimes depending, like, uh, depend on, uh, you know, what it is, but I usually just catch and release, man. I just like oh. catch, you know, that's all. Throw it right back and then get right back after it, man. Do you stand in those little, uh, what are those, are those lake boots, those waders? Do you wear those? In the wintertime, man, I'll be out there like this past winter, last couple winters, man, I was out there, dude, the ice is fucking forming on the top of the water. I'll be out there in those and like bundled up fishing. So you get it, you get it out, maybe snap a picture and then just throw it back in? Yeah, man, that's, Get a good picture with it, release it, give it a kiss. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and what do you listen to music while you do it, or do you think? Uh, to be honest with you, I just try to be real present, man. I think that's the the thing about it that uh, you know works really well for me, man. It just takes my mind off everything else. I don't really listen to music while I do it. Uh, if I'm on the beach, I will, you know, like summertime, throw a little tunes on, maybe have a drink. But uh, usually, man, it's just just me and nature out there, you know? So you could go camping by yourself. Like, could you spend like, say a couple days in a tent, just kind of fishing by yourself? Weeks, man. I'd, I'd go out there for weeks, bro. I, I love solitude, man. Really? A, I'm, I'm craving a solitude even more for sure. Wow. Uh, and you don't mind being disconnected from technology and all that stuff. Disconnected from technology. If I had the choice, I wouldn't have a phone or any social media, man. <laughs> you know, he sounds like uh, Sean Strickland. Uh, we've, we've, really? yeah, yeah, we've talked to him too. Didn't he say that, man? Like he just wants to kind of, he likes to be off by himself and, and, and like, I don't know if he likes outdoors, but I think he wants to just get a cabin in the woods and live there. I don't want to misquote him. Cause I, the last thing I need is him fucking angry at me. But, uh, <laughs> I think he's open for an apocalypse so he can live like fucking Mad Max or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Strickland. That would be his ideal fucking fantasy. Oh man, that would be, that'd be something, you know, living out on your own, but I'm more of a beach guy than a woods guy. <laughs> yeah. Beach is nice in theory, but I burn and I'm in shit shape. So I look terrible in a bathing suit. So, I mean, last time I went on the beach, I was with a girl, I was on a date and I was wearing black jeans and a t-shirt. I look like such an asshole. So I, <laughs> I try to avoid the beach, you know? Oh, really, man. The beach is the best, bro. I live for the beach. <laughs> Hey, hey, Pat, what were you doing in Russia? And I heard you went to a, 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 a Sambo tournament and won a Sambo tournament in Russia. When was that? Like, um, what was it? 2000, like around 2015 through like 2017, I got into like combat Sambo. Oh, how? How did you get into that? I've always admired like guys like Khabib and stuff like that. I love their style. And I'm like, you know, what? I really want to you know, try this out and stuff. I went to Kazakhstan, Scotland. Moscow twice, Turkey, got to travel, got to get some, you know, international experience going against guys from other countries. 
It, it's you, awesome, man. It's freaking awesome. But you were already skilled grappling. Were you already training under Daniel? Were you? Yeah, well, no. already oh, in jiu-jitsu, wrestling, MMA, and everything. So you wanted to try the sambo out? Yeah, I just want to try it. What were the rules, buddy? Like, so I know. Like, what was? Oh, uh, dude, the rules. Uh, yeah. So mm, it's it's basically like you get points for you knock someone down. You get points for like throwing someone. If you throw someone from your feet, you remain standing, and their back hits the ground. The match is over. You're allowed to punch. You're allowed to headbutt. I learned that one the hard way, man. I locked up with somebody, and he went like this. Boom, man. Gave me a nice shiner. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, man. It was there. They take that stuff real serious over there. It's it was a good experience. When he did it, were you expecting it to be stopped thinking it was an accidental headbutt or did you immediately know like, oh, I should have read these rules? Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> God, you know, I'm, I should have uh, should have been more prepared for that one. But hey, you live and you learn, right? <laughs> yeah, where'd you grow up? I hear like a Philly accent. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm from maybe like 20 minutes north of Philly. It's called Bristol, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, I used to, I, I've worked there many times. Uh, I grew up in Jersey, so I kind of know that area fairly well. Nice. What part of Jersey? North Brunswick. It's right by Rutgers. Yeah, yeah. I know. We're, I'm familiar with the area. Yeah, about 90 minutes north of Philly. Yeah, it's one of my favorite cities. Um, if I, I, South Street is so great because you just know that at any moment there can be an explosion you know you don't know why but you know that a fight can break out at any second in philadelphia any given time brother anywhere right <laughs> yeah hey, hey pat not to get back to the sambo thing but how was the audience over there in russia when when you won i can't see there was a lot of americans over there winning oh man um anytime like the american like american did good they kind of like you know would look at you like you know cold shoulder mean mug you but once they seen you had that spirit to, to go, they were like, they, they kind of like respected you, you know, after the, it was tense during the tournament, but after the tournament, everything was fine. Very cool. Paul Felder, he's from around there, right? I, I mean, we all love Paul Felder and he loves you too. Oh, dude, I'm, I've, as a person, fighter, he's, he's, he's awesome, man. He's awesome. He's from Philly too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we talked many times about Philly. I have so many friends in Philadelphia. There's a lot of fighters uh boxers mma there's a lot of fighters from philadelphia that that city i mean breeds guys fighting yeah you know like i feel like the guys are pr really gritty you know they they're not afraid to get their hands dirty you know work hard uh you know like blue collar it's it's pretty cool man it's pretty cool i feel like in our gym m most of the guys are like that what'd you do before you fought um, before I fought, like I, I've been, I had my first amateur fight when I was 17. So I've been oh, fighting wow. for a while, but, um, I went to school for business. I got my degree in business, but you know, my life, life took a different path, sure. <laughs> which I'm glad it did. Cause this is, this gives me, this is such a, such amazing lifestyle, man. Just being able to do, do what I love for a living. I'm, I'm truly blessed, man. Well, shoot, man, you're 4-0 oh now in the UFC. What's next? Who's next? Um, who is up to the UFC? Uh, what is uh, probably going to take a couple days, get a lot of fishing in, and get right back to the gym? I just want to get better, man. That's all That's all I care about. I just want to get better. Uh, I want to keep it going. I want to. I just want to evolve from fight to fight. That's my mission. I just want to be the best I could be. That's all. Jimmy wants to know. If you, Jimmy wants to know if you've seen the new Batman. I go, don't ask him about the silly movie. You see yeah. it? 
I'm not into superhero movies, man. Me, me neither, man. So yeah. they're different kids. Jimmy always brings them up. I go, Jimmy, don't embarrass me. I like the new Batman. It's really cool because he's upbeat. Like, I hate melancholy, shitty Batman. This guy's, like, upbeat and humorous. Um, and he's, like, kind of flamboyant. Like, so, no, I, you know, I'm Batman. And I'm like, yeah, no. I kind of like this guy. Nah, don't listen to him. It's a really, it's a really good movie, though. Bat. You don't like, have to like superhero movies, but like this movie. I'm telling you. All right, all right. Batman stinks. I was doing so good. You were doing so good. We almost had Batman. It was a great interview, and we, you had to bring up Batman. Uh, I apologize, <laughs> Pat. It was uh, you're a fun guy to watch, man. I mean, congratulations. That was a great fight. Um, and, and again, uh, Laramie's very tough guy, um, and I, I was. Very impressed that he he managed to uh, survive a couple of those moments. You were really, really dominant. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, like when I seen the like, well, I, I don't really look at them, but like the predict the, people were telling me about the predictions, the odds and, you know, kind of pe- mainly people that don't train, you know, get in my ear like you're going to smoke this guy. And I'm like in my head, I'm like, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. Every fight, you don't know what that person's going to bring. I knew this guy was dangerous. Like he's great wrestler, you know, uh, powerful right hand. Uh, so yeah, man, if I don't go into a fight, respecting what that person has to offer and, you know, kind of going in with like just the right amount of fear then I shouldn't be in there. You know what I mean? So like I said, you know, it was a slow start, but I'm glad, you know, got the job done. I would have loved to get the finish, but you know, that's something I could work on for the future for sure. When does the fear go away? Before we let you go, what, what, like you said, like, is it the first punch or is it the moment that you guys touch gloves or, or when does it dissipate? So for me, I feel like it's different for everybody. Like right before, like the walkout and the walkout and right, right when I announce your names, that's like the worst part for me. It's like, and like, let's just, you know, let's just get it started. Cause after the first exchange or two, I just let the subconscious and the training take over. And, you know, then, you know, the thinking's out of it, and, you know, just everything's fine. You know, the nerves start going away. But, you know, what? it's funny. You said the uh, the introductions and the walkout get you a little bit. Oh, man, dude, especially when it's that fight before you. Oh, man, that's the, that's the worst, dude. It's like it's like you want to get in there. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, you know, that fight could take uh, maybe another round before we walk out. But, <laughs> So you right. hate it when when you're when you're up next and you hear you know it's thirty seconds into the first round and it's like all right you're up it was a TKO like ah oh, fuck <laughs> I always expect that too when it's a fight before mine I'm like I'm like you know I, I wouldn't mind if it went full three rounds but in my head I'm like watch this is gonna end real fast <laughs> yeah like you don't want to be on the fucking card after Shemaev you don't like the fight right after him because you're like this could end very fast. Exactly, man. I did your beat. Well, Pat, it was great talking to you. You're, you're great. I'm sure we'll have you on again and uh, have fun fishing. And uh, congrats, man. It was, it was a great win for you. Yo, guys, thank you so much for having me on. Absolute pleasure. Hope uh, hope the rest of your day and week it goes great. All right, buddy. Good talking to you, Pat. Tell Daniel, tell Daniel I said hello, please. Absolutely, brother. Nice talking to you, bro. Take care, Pat. Be good, Pat. I, I just, I wish I could enjoy fishing, Matt, but I just can't. I mean, you have to embarrass us with the whole superhero talk. You're a goddamn grown-up. Can't help it. You didn't like when I said Batman was flamboyant and said, I'm Batman. You didn't like that? Because one, it's not true. When I turned him into Paul Lind. It's such a good movie, Jimmy. Something in the way. Ready, ready? Let's- sure. Ooh. Hello? Yeah. Something no, in the way. 
That's my Nirvana. Oh, I'm sorry. You were taking a call? During <laughs> yes, my I was. Yeah. <laughs> what else do we, want- <laughs> we got to talk about? I think we, we've covered it. Um, Jimmy, I, I always have a good time talking. To I you. do too. It's always fun. In a couple of days, I love talking to the Al uh, Faran, the Irish impersonist. Impersonist? Yes. Is yes. Right? Impressionist. <laughs> Jimmy, I'm, Jimmy, can we get that out of the show, please? No. Impressionist. No, it's an impersonist. Or do it again. He's a comedian. He's an Irish comedian. But he's a what? Impressionist. There you go. You said impersonist. No. Oh. It didn't sound right. It didn't sound right, Jimmy, no. to me. And it was absolutely wrong. Uh, hey, congrats to everybody, all the victors. Uh, Bahal Muhammad. Oh. Great job by Bilal. Yeah. Good, man. Good for you. What do you want to plug, buddy? I got coming up. Uh, you know, you can get me on Cameo. Thank you to the DC Improv and the people that came. It was incredible the week. Um, and I have uh, the Stress Factory in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, May 6th and 7th. June 3rd, I have Jim Thorpe, PA. June 4th is Delaware. June 10, 11, Point Pleasant, New Jersey, Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club. That will sell out. So um, come see me. More dates being added soon. Jimmy, you're so productive. I want to thank uh, I want to thank all my uh, students that my my black belts that made it out the other day to the old uh, ooh black belt summit little Jedi gathering. That's nice. And it was such a good time. And uh, the fighters that fought over the weekend, good job, my guys. You know, and uh, and that's it, brother. Sarah BJJ. That's it, bro. I'm on cameo. I will see you in a couple of days, my friend. All right, pal. See you Wednesday. Oh, Yes. Go give him a chance, the Batman. And, and I'll I'll I, I will definitely watch. I'm going to watch uh, Dune because of you too. I'll give both of those movies a watch. All right. Yeah, and that's a lot to get in before next show. So get going. I'm going to go shit. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.